Hello, welcome to the Better Outcomes Show, where we explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Each episode, we bring you a conversation with leaders across the healthcare industry, exploring topics ranging from new treatment techniques and interventions to novel service delivery methods and business models. And now your host, Rafi Salazar from Rehab U Practice Solutions, a leader in patient engagement and retention strategy. Let's explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Well, hello again. Welcome to another episode of the Better Outcomes Show. I'm your host, Rafi Salazar from Rehab U Practice Solutions, where we fill clinics with engaged patients who value the treatments and services they're receiving at your facility. So, if you happen to run, own, or manage a healthcare clinic, a private practice, small regional hospital, whatever it is, and you're looking for a way to increase the human connection that your patients feel when they come into your doors or come to your clinic to receive services, uh, reach out to us and I'd love to talk to you about what we've got going on at Rehab U and how we can help. You can do that at www.rehabupracticesolutions.com. You can click on the tab that is what we do and read all about it. Anyways, <clears throat> this week, we are taking another step back, and I'm doing this in preparation for the launch of the book, Better Outcomes, A Guide to Humanizing Healthcare, which at the time of this recording, will be launching in one week, uh, September 20th, 2022. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give kind of a brief overview of the book, maybe even just read the intro for y'all, that way you can kind of get a good idea of what the book is like. I've tried to write it very much in... I'm an academic at heart. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Um, however, I've tried to take a very conversational tone in the book. So while the book does dive into and explore some areas of research and literature, specifically around things like cognition and perception and tying that into some of the economic literature and value theory and all of that kind of stuff, I still try to handle it in a very um, conversational manner. I don't want it to be like this dry, dull academic read. So hopefully it, it, didn't, it doesn't come across that way, right? <laughs> so the book has, uh, the way it's laid out, it's got, well, nine chapters total, 10 if you include the intro, and there are eight foundational commitments as I see them to create a new healthcare. And we'll talk about them a little bit. And we've talked about them at length, both with guests on the show, in articles that we've written uh, for the website, in the book, obviously, and then some of the conversations we've had on the webinars and the, the web series on marketing and taking a bottom-up approach. And, and a, lo a lot of that information is in this book, but it's very practical. So we take some of the stuff that maybe you've seen the webinar on lead generation, for example, which you, if you haven't, you can go to www.rehabupracticesolutions.com, click on insights. There's a tab down there called courses in web series or something like that. Um, and click that and you can just scroll down. It's called lead generation, I think, or succeeding in direct consumer marketing. We did a couple episodes on the, the whole idea of direct consumer marketing and then 
the the second one or the follow-up one was specific about new business development and lead generation and, and conversion and that sort of thing. So you can check that stuff out. But we take a lot of the information, or I take a lot of the information that I've been given to clients over the years, been working on and writing about, speaking about for the last several years, and I put it in the book in a way that is, in my opinion, pretty practical. So what I did, for those of you that don't know, is I've been a healthcare consultant since 2017, working in and around what they call the the patient engagement space. Um, and what I did in 2022 or 2020, two years ago, was I purchased a physical therapy clinic here in the city that I live in, in Augusta, Georgia, and decided to use it as a case study for all of the ideas that I had been uh, helping clients with for the last several years. So what I did was we bought the clinic. At the time, there were two, for all intents and purposes, two FTE or full-time equivalent clinicians. They're physical therapists. And one sports staff, they were seeing roughly 100 to 120 visits a month, 125 visits a month, give or take. And it, within a year, we had turned it around and pulled out to, I think at the time, we had a staff, a clinical staff of around eight clinicians doing around 500 visits a month probably in the neighborhood of 40 or 50 new evaluations a month. Um, when I bought the clinic, I think the, f- the first month that I bought it, there was one new evaluation and it was like a returning patient, <laughs> something like that. But what I did was that one year when we were growing the clinic, we kind of stabilized and kind of leveled out there um, at about that kind of sweet spot of you know, 500, 600 visits a month, doing about 40, 50 new evals a month, kind of sitting there really just because it's a it's a nice little place to, to sit and allow the business to kind of hum along. Um, but what I did over the last, that first year was I kind of just took everything that I had been working on with clients and I kind of put it into practice and then began documenting it, putting it into systems for people that we were bringing on board, for new clinicians that we were bringing on board, for support staff, all of that kind of stuff. So took a lot of the, the case studies of kind of being in the trenches, so to speak, of running a private practice and growing it at the same time while also keeping in mind and in touch with that human connection that is healthcare. Um, and a lot of those stories, a lot of that practical input comes into the book. So um, if you have not already gone and checked it out, you can head on over to Amazon, search for Better Outcomes, A Guide to Humanizing Healthcare, it currently is available in ebook format on Kindle format. And from what I understand, on the 20th, it'll be available in hard uh, physical uh, physical form and paper form. <laughs> and, and then all the other places where you could buy books, Barnes and Nobles, and I don't know, wherever they sell books, right? Do, do people buy books anywhere other than Amazon these days. (laughs) Anyways, what I thought I'd do is I would just read through a little bit of the introduction, kind of give you a taste of the book, um, and then I'll link to everything that's that's important in the show notes. So maybe this will be like a dry run. Someone had brought up the idea of of doing an audiobook version of this book, and I was like, man, I don't know if I want to read my whole book again. But (laughs) but here we go. So This would be the introduction to Better Outcomes, A Guide to Humanizing Healthcare. Let's get real. Healthcare is broken. You know it, I know it. 
Every clinician who came into the field from a desire to care for others knows this to be undeniably true. We feel it every day as we enter our clinics, hospitals, and practices. We feel the burden of time-based productivity metrics, utilization rates, and the expectation to behave like cogs in a giant soul-crushing machine aimed at extracting revenue from our patients in exchange for quote-unquote units of treatment. Day after day, millions of patients go into clinics, hospitals, and other healthcare facilities to address issues related to their physical, emotional, and mental health. More often than not, they experience indifference from providers and staff members or find themselves bulldozed by procedures. And that's not surprising when the healthcare environment pushes clinicians and staff to the point of burnout and apathy. Healthcare should be about one thing, people. Yet how many organizations or healthcare professionals live their lives by the numbers? Metrics and spreadsheets drive most of our healthcare decision makers and administrators. That leaves patients, the people that we serve, lost in the mix. Patients feel lost, forgotten, and ignored by a system that prioritizes efficiency and productivity over their own personal experiences, priorities, and goals. And that's probably why nearly 70% of patients never complete their course of care. It's time for clinicians to finally stand up and to say what we've been thinking for so long. Enough is enough. It's time for healthcare organizations to commit to serving the individual needs of each unique patient that they are charged with serving. To do this, we need a new framework, a new paradigm, a new way of looking at this noble profession of healthcare. So below are the eight foundational commitments, as I see them, to create this new healthcare. Commitment one, adopt a biopsychosocial approach. Commitment two, build meaningful relationships. Commitment three, put people ahead of policies. Commitment four, confidently communicate value. Commitment five, prioritize patient engagement. Commitment six, embrace transparency. Commitment seven, forget time-based productivity. And commitment eight, lead our patients. So what is this book about? As you may probably guess, this book is about what I'm calling, quote, a guide to humanizing healthcare, unquote. We have a problem in healthcare, and that problem is this. In today's healthcare environment, especially in the United States, people take a backseat to the numbers in almost every aspect of healthcare service delivery. Productivity, productivity, utilization, and other business metrics rule the roost. If it's not calculable, spreadsheetable, or measurable, it hardly receives any attention from healthcare managers, administrators, and decision makers. This leads to situations we've all encountered when receiving some sort of healthcare service or treatment, situations that place processes and procedures over people. I know you've experienced this. You arrive at a clinic of a new provider, you fill out all of the new paperwork and wait. Maybe some of that paperwork doesn't apply to you. Maybe you have a unique circumstance, or maybe for whatever reason, it would be simpler, easier, and more efficient to bypass some of that quote, new patient onboarding process at the clinic. <clears throat> Is that an option? Nope. You go through the process just like everyone else. You're a number on a spreadsheet working your way through a streamlined quote, process or workflow that some consultant somewhere came up with to make that clinic more efficient. Often, these processes are meant to increase efficiency, reduce cost, and improve profitability. What they actually end up doing is impersonalizing the entire experience of seeking out healthcare services and treatment. Now, there's nothing wrong with improving profitability. 
I mean, we all want to feed our families, right? The problem comes when the drive for profitability overrides the unique needs of the patients our clinics aim to serve. I love this quote by John C. Bogle. He's the founder of the Vanguard Group, and this is from his book, um, Enough, when he was discussing our U.S. healthcare system. So, quote, the human concerns of the caregiver and the human needs of the patient have been overwhelmed by the financial interests of commerce. That was Bogle in 2008, page 125 in that book, Enough. So how true is that? today across the healthcare in the United States. It seems that healthcare organizations consistently place financial metrics, processes, and procedures ahead of the most important aspect of healthcare, the people receiving and providing that care. So how do we overcome that? How do we radically improve clinical outcomes and patient experiences while at the same time rapidly increasing innovation, decreasing the cost of care, and improving our business metrics? We do that by committing to radically change the way we operate our clinics and healthcare organizations. Part of this involves mastering what I call the patient relationship cycle. Like I said earlier, healthcare is ultimately a human experience. Humans are biologically, behaviorally, and psychologically social creatures. We have managed to climb to the top of the evolutionary ladder precisely because of our ability to cooperate and work together. We are wired to be social we are wired to develop relationships. The same rule applies to healthcare, or really any service-based industry. At its core, healthcare revolves around human interactions and personal communication. In order to maximize outcomes and impact, the human or social element must be accounted for. You must deal with the quote-unquote touchy-feely side of things. You must act human. This book aims to provide a guide to help refocus healthcare back to the fundamental truth. It aims to provide a vision for how organizations and even individual clinicians can provide high quality care in a sustainable and profitable way while putting the patient back in the center of the services they receive. By adopting the eight commitments for a new healthcare, you will set your practice, your clinic or organization on a path to offering high value, high impact services and developing strong, lasting relationships with your patient. So what's in it for you, the reader? So how do you get the most out of spending your valuable time with your nose in this book? I mean, if you're like most clinicians or healthcare administration uh, professionals, your daytime hours are consumed mostly by documentation, charges, billing, direct patient care, compliance issues and the like. As I mentioned earlier, this book will provide you both a vision and a guide for providing high quality care that focuses on the patient. It's what I call truly patient-centered care. It will provide concrete strategies and tactics for understanding, communicating, and implementing the necessary changes to return the focus of your practice to where it belongs, the patient. While I provide references for relevant studies, research, and literature on the subjects we discuss in the book, I've only included a few simple illustrations when necessary to communicate the fundamentals of an idea. That way you don't have to wade through mind-numbing statistics, charts and graphs, T-values, and all of that other information that could cause you to lose sight of the fundamental core message of each chapter. I've tried to include real-life practical examples of each principle and its application so that you're better able to understand them, and hopefully you will be able to find these examples helpful in putting this information to use in your own practice, clinic, or organization. 
Read this book and you will walk away with an understanding of the current healthcare environment, its limitations and dysfunctions, and how you, as an individual clinician, clinic manager, executive, or owner, can begin to take real, meaningful steps to create better outcomes for both clinicians and patients who work for or receive care from your organization. How to get the most out of this book. The book's organization consists of the introduction, you're already halfway done with that, exclamation point, <laughs> a chapter on each of the eight commitments and a summary chapter that lays out the vision for the new healthcare. Each of these chapters adds to the foundation for the final chapter. And the chapter that describe that's the chapter that describes what a new healthcare can look like. Some of you may skip all the way to the end. I get it. Skip the fluff, get right to the meat. However, each chapter provides the background, perspectives, and lens through which all of the recommendations, insights, and conclusions are drawn from. That being said, I highly encourage you to read and understand each chapter and commitment before moving on to the rest of the book. Odds are that these topics aren't out of the blue, groundbreaking, or even novel topics for clinicians and healthcare professionals. However, the insights, understandings, and implications drawn from each commitment form the basis of creating this new healthcare. Even if you studied one of these topics in detail, it would be beneficial to read through them so that you can understand how I see them and how they influence the views, insights, and recommendations in this book. To get the most value out of this book, I suggest you don't try to read this in one sitting. We've all read books in our lives that are quick, easy reads that you can finish on a single flight or in an afternoon. This is not one of those books. Again, this book is chocked full of resources, references, and based on, quote, nerdy literature. While I've distilled the information into clear, digestible bites, the found fundamental principles of this book may require some additional thinking, reflecting, and more research on your part to fully understand or implement them in your practice. That leads me to the last two pieces of advice I have to, give, to get the most out of this book. Number one, take notes. And number two, keep this book handy. Since this book covers a wide breadth of material and makes unique suggestions and recommendations, you may find it helpful to take notes. You can do this in the margins of the book or on a separate document or paper. I've found that making my own notes on a book that I'm reading helps me understand, assimilate, and implement the inf information in a more effective way. Also, since this, since this book covers topics ranging from a novel view of healthcare to behavioral change to interpersonal communication, it may it may be helpful to keep this book handy after you finish it. I imagine you'll find yourself reaching forward on occasion when you run into various situations that require you to apply the principles of this book in a concrete way. With that being said, thank you for taking the time to read this book. I truly hope it provides you with not only a new way of viewing healthcare, but also practical steps that you can take to begin delivering better outcomes to both your patients and the clinicians around you. And that's the end of the intro. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in reading, I will link to the book in the show notes. Um, if you do happen to read it, go leave me a, a review on Amazon because, again, that kind of drives the algorithm, right? Um, this book has been a, a couple years in the making. I think I started writing this in 2020 um, during the, the pandemic because I had some time on my hands, and it was... Prior to that, it was kind of the culmination of a lot of the work that I had been doing, some of the keynotes I had been giving at conferences, some of the work I'd been doing with clients, and just this general theme of the need to humanize care. So 
Um, it's a book that put I've put a lot of hours into. Um, like I said, there's a ton of resources in it. I'm a big fan of books that have uh, references and a lot of references because what I end up doing is either if it's a clinical book, I'll end up looking through those studies to, to apply those things in practice, those techniques in practice. But if not, if it's a, a business book or something like that, I like having more books to go read, more stuff to go check out. <laughs> so you can uh, you can buy the book, look through the references. The the topics that are kind of near and dear to my heart are the, the, the first one on, on the biopsychosocial approach, biopsychosocial model. Um, it really affected a lot of the work that I do now, um, but also kind of launched me on my trajectory to taking taking some of this literature and using it to really impact care in a real and meaningful way. We use it at the VA when I was helping develop a, an interdisciplinary ta- uh, pain management program for vets. Um, but anyways, that's all I've got this week. Short and sweet, kind of the, the lead up to the book launch next week. Um, if you, again, I'm going to do the plug here. Um, if you own, operate, or manage a healthcare clinic or practice, and you are looking to find a way to make life easier, and not just like this pie in the sky, like, oh, you don't have to work and your clinic's on autopilot BS, but like if you just want to enjoy going to work, if you want your clinicians to enjoy being on the team, if you want your patients and clients to enjoy showing up, um, reach out to me. I'd love to have a conversation about what you've got going on and about uh, how or if I can help at all. Um, you can do that at rehabupracticesolutions.com. There's links everywhere to reach out now and schedule a, a, an appointment or something like that. So there's links to the calendar. Or you can shoot an email to support at rehabupracticesolutions.com and Sharon can get you set up and we'll, we'll go from there. Um, if you like the show, head on over to iTunes, leave us a rating or review. Helps people find us. Um, until the next time, everyone be safe, be healthy. I'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Better Outcomes Show, where we explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Our hope is that you walk away from each episode informed, equipped, and empowered to push the boundaries in your own practice or business. We want to give you the tools to help you build strong, long-lasting relationships with your patients and clients, helping meet their goals, improve their health, and achieve better outcomes. Learn more at www.rehabupracticesolutions.com. We'll catch you on the next episode.